Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Schramer, joined in so check tonight on a wet Bowling Green evening. On my right, Adam Markham. Addy, how are you, hone? How you, mate? Doing very well. Bringing us in with some new music from our boys over at Sugar Daisy. Sure, sure, sure. Great lads. Great tunes. Great mates. Great mates. Not uh, not the Twitter account that we thought it was when we tagged them uh, last week. Yeah, apologies to the boys. Did uh, did did tag the wrong Twitter account, but uh, made up for it in the quote tweet. With the uh, fog on the pod was also fog uh, on the pod was also <laughs> it was fitting. It was fitting though. I, I could see. Yeah, it worked. You know, I think I've typed in uh, pod yeah. when searching for fog on the pond before. Yeah, yeah, easy mistake to make. But they're a great band. Awesome to have them on the podcast. Uh, features their music and all that. We've had we've had people people reach out to us and say that they they've been playing the music, bumping it around in the morning and stuff. And you know they agree, it's great music. Good and, stuff. Uh, it just needs to be heard, and that's what we're trying to do. Just shine a light on it. That's right. We'll have some more tracks uh, here in future weeks. Yep. But uh, good way. It's a it's a it's a peppy song. I'd say that one probably has a really good chance to be like their breakout hit. You know? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I was noticing tonight on HGTV, the wife and I were watching a little television. They had like some of that like instrumental music on in the background to like transition between scenes, and mm-hmm. I was like, "This kind of sounds like Sugar Daisy." It does, yeah. You know, yeah, they, they sound like kind of like the Strokes, Vampire Weekend, yeah, you know, that song especially. But yeah, they're uh, they're a great band. They're got a good chance to be huge someday, I think. And I think it's you know fifty percent gonna be because of us. That's I'm, I'm gonna ride that rocket ship straight into the moon, baby. I'm gonna tell them that a lot. Yeah. We, we made you. You owe us. <laughs> They're already huge. They're already getting there, I think. They already have uh, quite, a, quite a bit of follows on the socials. So. I love it. Well, we're happy to play their music on the pod. Hope and you that's guys... all that matters, Josh, is follows on the <laughs> socials, baby. I was waiting for it. I was trying to get us away from it as quick as I could. But yeah, you knew the no, van. We're paying attention to it. We're paying attention to those ratios, guys. It's all that matters. We have bands coming to us like, your ratios are trash. They have, like, the best music, but just trash That's ratios. Right. It's all about the ratios. Speaking of ratios and or trash, how was Christmas, Addy? Christmas was great. Christmas was uh, Christmas was stressful per use. I was going to say, we had <laughs> joked about this, I think. I don't know if it was on mic or just with, with John Macri in the DMs, but, like, dad life, when, you're, when you have, you know, a kid that their toys require assembly, mm-hmm. you want to have it set up the night before so they can, you know, have it and play with it right away. Yep. And you were one of those super dads that puts the, you know, it's, this year it was the police car, yes. a little ride along police car for Silas together. Yep. So Silas still big into police, you know, police life, still big into it. This Keeping is the streets clean in your neighborhood. Right. The streets and the sidewalks. So we got him a ride along. Um, you know, one of those power wheel type deals that they everyone can, has these, right. They we go, had these growing up. They go three to five miles per hour. This one is sick though. It has like lights all over, like real. It know, looked good. Real, you sent a video of it. Yeah, real looking police very, lights. It's very, very awesome cool. at night. Like it's, it actually has like little headlights. Really, it's pretty sweet. It's pretty. That's nice. It's pretty slick. So yes. Anyway, I was up. I uh, started putting that thing together about eleven p.m. Christmas Eve, um, and about thirty minutes into it, I snapped one of the wires in the st- well, three of the wires in the steering wheel. Um, at that point, it's just over. Th- that's going to be a birthday gift. Panicked, now. panicked a little. Yeah, it had had a, you know fifteen minutes of panic. Kind of just, what am I going to do? You know, I think the uh, uh, I think Nat said to me at one point um, when when I told her about it, she's like, "I'm just I'm I'm sad for Sai," and that made me feel. Oh <laughs> no, not the guilt trip, <laughs> not the passive aggressive yeah. guilt trip. But it's all right. I needed it. I needed it. You needed to, that uh, kick in the yes, pants, sir. 
Yes, sir. Made me refocus, recenter, and uh, I stripped the wire and uh, yeah, you know, put them put put them back together, and it worked. <laughs> so. You said this, and I was like, "Who are you?" Like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible, like stripping yeah. wires. Yeah, MacGruber, that's me. Hey, that show's back, by the I way. I hear, I hear. If, if you're I looking hear, for excited. a new show, yeah, that's, uh, it, it looks like it's back on on Peacock. And um, that's on what is that? That's is that a, it's NBC? NBC streaming service. Okay. So what's that cost us to, to sub a month? Five a, five a month, I think. Yeah. Dad, need your credentials. <laughs> Just get old Steve to hook you up for Christmas. Yes, sir. Shout out. Shout out. How was your Christmas? It was Christmas. good. It was good. Pax is at a delightful age right now. You know, last year I think he, you know, he got it, but he's he was more he was he was young. He was um, ten months old, so he's, you know, his his attention attention span and stamina just wasn't quite there to do a big long Christmas. That's great though. Celebration, yeah, which was not a bad thing. But this year, you know, he he understands when it's his turn to open presents. He gets very into it. He's very animated. Oh, wow. Mm. And then immediately, as soon as he gets it out, open, open. He yeah. wants mom to open it and put it together. But like Allie's family in particular, the well, both sides of the family, they want the big reaction whenever the kid opens the gift, right? The grand, the grandkid opens the gift. Paxton, I think, just inherently in his DNA, understood how important that was to like <laughs> give the big reaction, and so he he did really well. He with did, that. yeah, That's he good. he was good. Um, it's you know, house full of toys. We never buy Paxton toys because we know the grandparents are going to oh, spoil yeah. them rotten. Oh yeah, uh, for Christmas and birthdays. So uh, it was good though. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we got to do Opryland Hotel. We mm. went down there last week, Tuesday oh, and Wednesday. Oh, yes, all the picks. It's, uh, I got to say, you know, we've done, uh, and for those who don't know, Opryland is a beautiful resort built near the Grand Ole Opry, which mm-hmm. is probably one of, the, probably the most famous uh, music venue in Nashville is the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. Uh, all the famous classic country legends have performed at the Grand Ole Opry, and so they have this beautiful Vegas-style resort there close to the Grand Ole Opry called Opryland. So we go down there, we see the Christmas lights. They have like a 45-foot Christmas tree inside and then a huge one outside. It's like 6 million Christmas lights. They start working on it in August. Oh, yeah, it's insane. It's nuts. So we'd always gone, but you feel like cattle being like herded through when you just go down for the lights and then you like zoom out of there Mm -hmm. you're there for like 30 minutes and you've just driven two hours to see 30 minutes worth of christmas lights so we stayed this year it was a lot of fun paxton got to ride on a train for the first time nice you know that kids they had the kids yeah the little the little train that kind of goes around about one side was about that yes he loved it his face lit up like the sun and then we did the boat ride so they have the boat inside where Mm. you can go around and see everything we did that too very cool so highly recommend that if you're in the nashville area or if you're looking for something cool to do at christmas i mean that is truly a magical experience uh but that was fun got to see the family Got some cool gifts going to uh, Colts Raiders on Sunday. Let's go. Which we'll talk about here in just a second in the news. Uh, but, yeah, it's a good Christmas. I did have a stomach bug coming back from Nashville, so that was mm. a bit of a bummer. Uh, thankful for a family that was able to be flexible. What do you think give it to you? I think one of them mouth breathers down in Nashville <laughs> gave it to me. We're going to blame it on a Tennessean and not a Kentuckian. You don't think it was the food that you ate, though? I don't think so. Um, Could have been. 
you know, we had we had a pretty nice meal. I'd like to think it wasn't the the really nice meal that Allie and I had at the steakhouse. Which, okay, pro tip: if you ever do Opryland, you have to go book your dinner reservations at four thirty in the afternoon. Oh yeah, I remember that. We went down at about like we put Paxton down, and we we're like, we got to get out of this room because it's it's one room, it's one hotel room. Mm-hmm. So we have he's trying to sleep. So we're like, let's go get some dinner, and we'll, we'll come back and check on him. So we went down to the restaurant, three hour wait at like the Southern style restaurant. So we're like, well, let's go try the steakhouse. So we go over to the steakhouse. They're like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So we're booked up the entire night. I was like, well, what about the bar? And they're like, yeah, it's open seating. I was like, do, do I just go check? And she was like, no, I'll go check for you. They had one table open. It said reserved. I've never been s- sat at a table before that had the reserved little like nameplate on it. Huh, it was we definitely took some celebrities <laughs> table make make no mistake because this wasn't you know they have open seating around mm-hmm. the bar right yeah. like there's like tables and stuff and you can sit at the bar oh no no this was like bar adjacent in like the nicest most beautiful spot in the restaurant no maybe they just thought you were a celeb maybe they thought that I maybe mean, they look like one maybe they listened to the uh the right. IDP show right guarantee it so yeah christmas was good hope you all had a merry christmas uh we're back week 16 recap it was a a weird week in the NFL. It's been a couple weird weeks in a row. A lot of playoff movement happening in the NFL itself. Of course, we're coming into championship weekend here for most fantasy leagues. Addy, you're having a hell of a year. I know you're in the championship in our XFFL league. You're in the uh, Unreal Tournament championship undefeated in there yeah yeah did you make the the ship in any of your other leagues um so i'm in i did i have 16 leagues i'm in i made the playoffs in 14 of them i'm only in four finals oh well that's not bad not bad but it could have been better i i I got a little i got a little lazy it was tough having 16 leagues is a lot it was a lot but also it was really tough having um having all this in between Christmas. Yes. You know? Yes. Like it was just like, it was, I was worn the F out from well, yeah, Christmas. You're having like a full throated panic at like 11 PM on yes. Christmas Eve. Yeah. You yeah. got no energy left. And for then you're fantasy. Up, and then you're up at 6 AM and then, you know, you're just worn out from, from Christmas day. And then the next day you got football. So yeah, there was, I, I, I didn't get to spend the time with it that I needed to this week. I got a little complacent. Didn't check the waivers. Like I should have in bada bing. So yeah, I got eliminated in there, but yeah, we the the league that I care the most about that we talk about all the time. Yes, your boy is back in the finals. It That's feels right. Very good. You were a champion, I believe, twenty seventeen. Is that right? Twenty seventeen. So yeah, yeah the second w- year of the league. So that would be it. Would be cool to be the first person to win win that league twice. Um, but the Unreal Tournament thing is is insanely cool because, uh, yeah, I am fifteen and zero at this point. I've never seen an undefeated season in fantasy football. Yeah. 15 and 0 and I have uh, Joey the Tooth is standing in my way. So Joey's second straight championship appearance in there cuz I think last year it was Johnny and Joey, right. wasn't it? Yeah. Championship yeah, so in there. Joey's always a tough tough Woo. opponent, so that's I know, that's going to be a tough game. Um but you know, we're we're hopeful. We'll see if uh Got to motivate the squad. Yeah, we're going to we're going to figure out, you know, some ways to motivate this week for sure. Are you going to go with, like, good cop or bad cop? Bad motiv- cop. Bad cop? Bad cop. I'm coming in pissed. That's what Kyle and I always talked about with our team, the Houston Roughnecks in the XFFL. Look, guys, we're taking away the Nintendo. Yeah. Until the attitude turns around, until we can put some W's on the board, no Nintendo. Yeah. I'm kicking a trash can as soon as I walk in the room. Absolutely. Full of trash, 
empty, sure. doesn't matter. It's going all over somebody, yeah. one of the bench warmers. Well, definitely not a star. We don't want to send that strong of a message. Right. Yeah, that's going to be, uh, let's see. That's going to be covering Trey Lance. Trey Lance. <laughs> Trey hasn't done Actually, anything no, for he's going to be starting He's this week. starting, yeah. <laughs> Don't cover Trey with trash. Well, this is great, Addy. Uh, we had uh, folks complaining about all the Pop-Tart talk on the last episode. Yeah, so sorry about that. I'm sure they'll it love. It was excessive. It, it was not excessive. It was, uh, it was the week before Christmas, y'all. Just be thankful you got anything. Yeah, it was a lot of Pop-Tart talk. You know, John John did message me and said, you'll be happy to know or disappointed to know I've never eaten a Pop-Tart. I wow. Was like, this is just another bad food take from you, John. Yeah, God, that guy is a freak. Yeah, doesn't eat bacon? Doesn't eat Pop-Tarts? That's, like, that's like 30% of my diet. The guy does not know breakfast. Breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that I want to know breakfast either. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's start off. I mentioned it going to the Colts Raiders game, which is going to be a lot of fun, but I will say driving back to Bowling Green today from visiting with my family, love seeing the news break. The least surprising news of the season that Carson Wentz, a.k.a. Carson Dunst, Landed on the COVID list, of course, with the worst possible timing in a win-and-end scenario against the Raiders. Now, the protocols have changed in the NFL based on the CDC guidance, so it's no longer 10 days, it's five. You don't have to test coming out of quarantine. You just basically have to have no symptoms or be really good at hiding your symptoms. Mm -hmm. And so there is a chance that Wentz could play on Sunday. But the bigger ramification here is that a lot of the guys like Kari Willis – like Darius Leonard, should be coming off the COVID list very soon with these changing protocols. Yeah, that's good news. That's very good news. Bad news, obviously, that, that Carson's on it. But, yeah, the fact that the, the same day the, the rules change with it. That's, that was, um, you know. Thank the Lord. Stroke of luck. Yeah. It was like if this was going to happen. Now, the good news is I did see where this basically puts him in a 90-day no-test window. Like, once you test and you have a positive test, now, I believe he is a positive test. I don't know that this has been confirmed yet, if he's close contact or if he's an actual positive test. But the good news is it does open up a 90-day window where you will not be tested. So if we are able to make a playoff run, get in the playoffs, make a playoff run, he should not have his status in jeopardy moving forward. That's good. Who's who's the um, week 18? Oh, week 18 is the Jags. Okay, so even if you lost, if you lost this week, you think you could still make it in with the yes. Okay, so you're likely in either way. Yeah, this weekend is winning in, so we still have a chance at the division. If the if the Titans win, I think they clinch the division. If they lose, we win. They lose again, we win again. We win the South. They move into the wild card spot. So, lot to play for still. Yeah, I like our backup. I like Sam Ellinger. I was very happy to see all the Phil Rivers rumors. Doesn't look like anything's going to happen on that front. Right. Probably yeah. because they knew the protocols were going to change. So, good chance of getting Wentz back in time for Sunday's game. But yeah. we knew this was going to bite us at some point with all these guys. I mean, we had one of the lowest vaccination rates in the league. So, lucky to have won that game with guys like Pascal and Kari Willis and Darius Leonard missing last week. Yeah. So good team win, good effort. That Cardinals team stinky. They are going yeah. in the wrong direction, man. Yeah. Uh, someone shared a, a stat today in Slack just about uh, Cliff Kingsbury starts versus finishes bad. Yeah. He's much better. Like over the first eight games versus the, the last eight. It's so. like, once the league catches up and gets some tape on what yep. you're doing in season and makes those adjustments, it's like they have no they have no counterpunch. 
Yeah. You know, once the opponents take away what they're good at, they're just left with nothing. And they have been banged up this year. You know, they've 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 had some major injuries with DeAndre Hopkins and JJ Watt and and um I guess really that's the well, Chase Edmonds was out for a little bit, but but you know yeah. every team's banged up. Yeah. Right. And you got Kyler Murray, who's like one of the most creatively gifted quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, that's right. They lost to the Lions. I mean, there's really no excuses to be made for them. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, it's going to be a fun game. I think the Raiders still have a lot to play for. They're mm-hmm. in the playoff mix. Yeah. That's all I wanted. I said, just don't give me two teams that are out of it. That would suck. Sounds like Darren Waller's coming back this week. I think that's, uh, yeah, that looks that looks like it might be happening. Uh, I did see where the Raiders are going to wait to interview head coaching candidates until after the season. Did you see the list of, of, of coaching uh, candidates the Jags wanted to get their hands on? Yes. It's about like 12 or 13 names deep. Yeah, I saw both Cowboys coordinators. Both uh, Buccaneers coordinators. Uh, Doug Peterson was on that list. So, wow. you know I love the head coaching stuff. That's like one of my favorite things. I I have a feeling because of how poorly the Urban Meyer experience went that Shad Khan is going to want to win back some goodwill of the fans. Because if it were me, I would hire Doug Peterson. I want the experienced coach who's won a Super Bowl, who can get the most out of my quarterback. Things did go sideways with Wentz, especially after Frank Reich left. But I think that would be an upgrade. It would be He's one of, the, I think, the best candidates out there, especially for this job. So that would be my pick. They're going to go Byron Leftwich, though. You think so? That's the sentimental pick. And he, he will probably be a good hire. He's mm-hmm. been the offensive coordinator for an explosive offense now. Uh, so... I just think that feels like a Jaguars move. Yeah. So that's my prediction on the Jags. Yeah, I think so. Uh, that makes the most sense to me. It's kind of what I thought would happen there too. The Raiders? I'm not sure. I want to see the full list of who they're who they're interviewing before I plant my flag on someone. But with Leftwich being one of the first names that came out that they were interviewing, uh-huh. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I think it was the first name that I saw. I think they. Uh, I saw where they're asking for permission to interview the Green Bay OC as well. Is that uh, Nathaniel Hackett? I think so, yes. Yeah, Hackett was on the list. And he seemed like a pretty popular candidate mm-hmm. based yep. on the stuff I was seeing. Yeah, you don't think about him that much because you typically think about LaFleur mm-hmm. and Rodgers kind of being the brain trust there offensively. But, yeah, I've heard a lot about Hackett potentially being an OC for whichever team Rodgers ends up with or even a head coaching possibility. If huh. Rodgers is like, look, I'll come there – but you got to hire, you know, Hackett either as your OC or your head coach. Wow. So that's we'll see. I don't know if Rodgers has that much sway. Is Rodgers gone? Was that is that still going to happen? You think? Here's the thing. I think if they win the Super Bowl, yeah. Here's what I think could happen, especially if they win the Super Bowl. But I think regardless, they're going to try to get a long term extension done with Rodgers. And at the end of the day, money solves a lot of issues. So. I personally don't think Rodgers is going anywhere. Mm. I think they're one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl, and if they do that plus get him a contract extension, I think they'll do the contract extension anyways, but especially if they win the Super Bowl, they'll re-up with him. Wasn't part of his deal, though, coming back was voiding his last few years of his deal? It was. So is he a free agent? I don't think – he has. I know for sure he has one more year after this. Okay. So he is – but those – Years after this, and they did they agree to explore a trade? Who knows? Who knows what the handshake deal was? But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see 
We're going to talk more COVID news here in just a second. But before we get to that, I wanted to do a quick update, Addy. The Hunger Games, the IDP Hunger Games are coming to a close over these next couple weeks. So week 17, we've got the district championships. This will be to determine who is the inaugural champion in each of the five districts. And then week 18, we are going to run it back with the 10 teams in the championship games in our five districts, plus you and Lee from the XFFL. We're calling us the capital. So the capital plus the five districts, you got 12 teams total. Week 18, highest scoring team gets their name on the trophy, Eddie. It's very exciting. Wow. Coming down to it. Can't wait for it to be me. That's right. You got a chance here. I, I was surprised. I thought maybe we would have, you know, because uh, you and John and Bobby all had a chance to mm-hmm. double up and get multiple chances. Um, but you've got a chance here. So I wanted to give some love to our teams district by district that made the championship game. One of these teams will have a chance to get their name on the trophy. Uh, so starting in District 1, I'm going to read the team name and the manager name. And we got some good team names here, Addy, starting with our boy, Aaron Evers, and his co-manager, Murat Gumas. I love having Rex, but I'd get Burkhead as the, uh, I think that's their team name, versus the Nozzle Jockeys, Gary Prophet. So best of luck to Arn and Murat and Gary in District 1. <laughs> and in District 2, Addy, so this is your district. And uh, Brian wanted me to ask, it sounded like you may have gotten titty slapped last week. <laughs> yeah, sure did. Old titty sprinkles. Brian Williams uh, <laughs> took you out on his way to the championship game. I love these names. I know, right? I'm like they both feel like it's like so far they're pairing well together. They are. Everything's going great. Everything's going great. Yeah. So Titty Sprinkles versus yeah Bucks Wild <laughs> and Buxton. So good luck to everyone in District Two uh, on their championship aspirations. Little more normal names here in District Three. Aspirations. Asp- love it. Aspirations for butt sweat. <laughs> Uh, District 3, Fighting Frogs, Eric Harms versus the Cleveland Steamers. This is our boy John Macri. Has him a shot to win here. District 4, the Bishop Sycamore Centurions. That's Tim Kirkland, our commissioner in that league. I think he's, yeah, he's the only commish that made the championship game. So congratulations, Tim. Versus Barrett's Esophagus. This is Karsten Ashton. And in District 5, Agents of Chaos, Johnny B. IDP versus Boats and Hoes. Little uh, is that Step Brothers reference? I think so. Aaron Winters. So, best of luck, everyone. And then, like we mentioned, Doctor Lezus, you're squaring off. It's a little IDP show feud here yeah, in the championship game. Big Pick Lover versus Goats and Pajamas. Goats and Pajamas. There yeah. you go. So I'm, one I'm Big Pick Lover. That you're a Big Pick Lover. Of course. Uh, yeah. Everyone knows this. Everyone knows this. It's it's well known. <laughs> uh, so one of those twelve teams will have their name on the trophy as the inaugural Hunger Games champion. So teams may the odds be ever in your favor but addy before we go to break we wanted to hit some of the guys that were notable for idp that hit the covid list Uh, if you want to keep up with this we're using a list from pff that references all the players who hit the list today and then uh, sharp football has a really great running tally of all the players that hit the covid list yep so it seems less significant now that the, yes. They can come back in five days. Yeah, the protocol but, is changing, but you still need to be aware. Yeah, right. You never know. So why don't you hit some of these names here, Addy? Um, 
because there are there are some significant guys that would be in lineups uh, that you need to be paying attention to. Yeah, so off top, probably the most significant guy, Brian Burns. He was added 12-27. Um, that was yesterday. Shaq Thompson also added yesterday. Matt Judon, Juwan Bentley, both added yesterday. Uh, Neville Hewitt, Marcus Golden, Tony Jefferson, who um, – he actually just got a you know a chance to play this past week. He'd missed a lot of time, but he recorded nine tackles and a sack. Now he's on the COVID list. Corey Littleton, uh, Denzel Perryman, KJ Wright. So all the linebackers there in Las Vegas are on the COVID list. Welcome so. back to our lives, Divine Diablo, Double D. Hopefully, yeah, right? yeah, we hope so. But there's a chance that I'd say that they're fine uh, by the time game starts Sunday. Uh, Bud Dupree. Uh, he was added. Caleb Farley, Nasir Adderley, uh, Alohi Gilman, Quan Alexander, Julian Love, Bryce Hall, Derek Barnett, Quinnen Williams, Miles Jack. Yeah, and then everyone except those last two guys, Quinnen Williams and Miles Jack, were added yesterday. Uh, Williams and Jack went on the twenty sixth, so that was um, that was Sunday. Still on the list, some big names as well here, Addy. Yeah, Darius Leonard, uh, Kari Willis, uh, both were added on twelve twenty five. Demario Davis twelve twenty four. Malcolm Jenkins twelve twenty three. Uh, Josh Allen still on. He was added twelve twenty four. Uh, Akeem Hicks was twelve twenty three. Ashton Davis still on it. Devin Bush and AJ Epinesa. All those guys are still on it. So Cole Holcomb, it looks like recently came off. Yeah. So that was good news. Uh, But yeah, I'd say that we're going to be seeing a lot of people come off in the next few days. Yeah. So this, thankfully the protocols changing does allow a lot of these guys to make it off in time. So anyone that you heard added on Monday, because they're saying Wentz, who was added today, Tuesday should be eligible to come off on Sunday. So that's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday being the fifth day. So Thursday is going to be really important for like new people being added. Yes. You have to pay attention to that. Yeah. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, obviously Sunday morning, or it may be that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Today may count as the first day. Saturday is the last day. And then they can test off on Sunday. Yeah. So either way, these guys added yesterday as long that's the important note. They have to be asymptomatic. They cannot show symptoms to test out of the COVID protocol. So my guess is because they're not testing these guys anymore, most of these names are going to come off the list. Yep. But this will be incredibly important to pay attention to as we head into the weekend. I know it's going to be New Year's, but you'll want to keep alert set. If I mentioned this on the other pod we did, if ever there was a time to use your hack of setting Twitter notifications for like Rappaport, Schefter, Jay Glazer, those sorts. Now is the time to do it. You should always be doing that. Low key. Never not do that. That's that's how you keep up with what's going on in the NFL. Never not getting notified. And then you have Sleeper. I mean, Sleeper is great with the notifications. Sleeper is just about as fast as Twitter, honestly. They're really, They're good. really, really good. They're really good. But yeah, Rappaport, Schefter. Yeah, people like that for sure keep notifications on. Yeah. All right, Addy, we're going to take a quick break here. RDP here. show, put notifications on for that, That's of course. That's right. right. So you can see our uh, Pop-Tart talk. Yeah. Hey, we're getting Arn back uh, next week for some more <laughs> tweets. Yeah, but sorry about that. Hopefully you've been having a good good holiday, Arn. Yeah. But please, come back soon. We, <laughs> we need miss you, bud. We miss you, buddy.
All right. Well, y'all don't go anywhere. We're going to listen to some Sugar Daisy, and then we are going to hear from Manscaped. So take it away, Sugar Daisy. Hey, fellas, this episode of the IDP show is brought to you by our favorite producers of ball trimmers, Manscaped. The global leaders in below-the-waist grooming are leaving 2021 with new product. Clean yourself into the new year with their ultra-premium body wash. Also, special offer alert, use the code IDPSHOW for 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Four million men already trust Manscaped, and it's time for you to join them. As we look back on 2021, I know a highlight for us here at the IDP show was passing the 100,000 download mark. So thank you to our beloved listeners for helping us get across that threshold. We could not have done it without you all. 100,000, what an accomplishment. We cannot wait for the next 100K and to have you all along for the ride. So thank you for helping us reach that milestone in 2021 but 2022 is on its way and the last thing you want is to be the guy with pubes getting in your way of making this year your best yet 2021 sucked and that's why manscaped is making a splash and upping your grooming game their signature lawnmower 4.0 is here to take down every pube in its path Manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It's even waterproof. This tool is amazing and I'm confident using the 4.0 to leave 2021 and my gross pubes with it. You know what else I'm confident about? Smelling like a million bucks. You may be asking how and I'm happy you did, listener. I use the Manscaped Refined Cologne. I have this cologne. This is not just the ad read. This is Josh talking to you here. Excellent, excellent cologne. I am a big, big fan of it. With the same signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas, a great compliment to your collection. It's like I've mentioned before in these ad reads, you get the cohesive smell from your head down to your feet, and especially with that new refined cologne. It is excellent. Let's talk about being clean and feeling and smelling good. The new Ultra Premium Body Wash from Manscaped solves all three for the perfect addition to your daily grooming routine, but in the shower. I shower every day and hope you do too. This body wash is infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean, nice, and moisturized. With Manscaped, you'll be a brand new man and ready to kick all the gross hair and smells out. With 2021, use the code IDPSHOW for 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. I'm all in on confidence and smelling good this new year. Join me with Manscaped. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code IDPSHOW at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code IDPSHOW. Happy New Year to your balls. You became- 
Welcome back to the IDP show. That was uh, Sugar Daisy's Onion Man. Another great selection there, Addy. Another bop. Another bop. That's uh, slaps. It does slap. <laughs> it it uh, it thumps. Whatever kind of percussive sound you wanted to make. It's a vibe, right? All right. Are you trying to go full white girl on Instagram right now? And not without my coffee. <laughs> Coffee first, then tracks that slap. <laughs> gangster rap. Then gangster rap. And handling it. And handling it. Speaking of handling it, we're going to handle a nice little week 16 recap here for y'all. And we're going to be setting up and teasing a segment we're going to do next week. One of the things that I think a lot of fantasy managers miss out on is if you don't make the playoffs, sometimes you check out mm-hmm. specifically of what's going on in the fantasy football world. And so what we want to do, selfish. yeah, you, you don't you just, just stay plugged in. We're going to help you next week. We're going to be looking at the fantasy IDP MVPs. Yeah. Each position, which guys helped you playoff, playoff, playoff. MVPs. Yes. Should mention that's a very important qualifier week there. 15, 16, 17. That's right. Who were the guys that, that carried you one of the ships? Because it, Sometimes there are some names on there that we recognize, but there's also a lot of guys. And what we want to determine is, are these dudes just playing well at the end of the season? You don't need to pay them any mind. But yes. for dynasty purposes, yeah, could this be indicative of maybe players stepping into new roles that you want to be aware of going into 2022? Yep. So, yeah, playoff MVPs for IDP. Stay tuned next week. We're going to hit some of the guys here that you may hear uh, next week when we do this segment, because, um, boy, there's some odd players that have been absolutely set in the league on fire, Addy. <laughs> some very odd players. Yeah, let's go ahead and lead it off. Lead it off with uh, one that we thought was dead and buried along that Seattle Seahawks defensive line, Carlos Dunlap, scoring 34.15 points, Addy. He has five sacks in his last two games, giving him six and a half on the year. Back-to-back, 30-point performances in week 15 and 16 of the playoffs, LOL. Week 15, 37.5. Yeah, so he is the leading candidate, I would say, for... I think it's his race to lose at this point. Yeah, but is anyone starting him in week uh, 17? Has anyone started in week 16? There may have been some desperate defensive in starved managers that did. And it was a great matchup. It was, I think they played the Chicago Bears this last week, right? And that is, I mean, they are the most sacked team in the league. So, yeah, you, you can never go wrong doing that. But, yeah, man, I mean, this is, a, again, six and a half sacks on the year. He got five in the last two weeks. He had done, he'd been playing yeah, plenty. It, he just had done absolutely nothing. Yeah, he was he was not good this year for the most part. But, you know, he's uh, – He was just saving himself. He needs a new team next year. We've seen Robert Quinn do this in the past. Uh, he's saving his best stuff for the end. Yeah, he wants to go get that new deal. Yes. He wants to put some good tape on on display that uh, can maybe get him another contract. Keep getting those checks, Carlos. That's right, Carlos. Good for you, man. Alex Singleton, another name that uh, been off and on, I feel like, with regard to linebacker scoring 32.9 points, 11 tackles, and a pick six. He had 12 points last week, so this was a nice little bump for Alex Singleton. He's been really solid. I know T.J. Edwards gets a lot of love, but he's still been really good for IDP. He's It's, it's been him and, and Edwards um, week to week. Any confidence in either of those guys next year? No, not really. I mean, not Singleton. Uh, T.J. Edwards, maybe. I mean, he's, he's been grading really well. I mean, there's been, a, you know, 
Uh, Eagles fans uh, seem really happy with them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you never know there. I mean, again, there's not any competition there behind him. So if he does get to stick around, um, yeah, I would think that he would be the favorite. But I have to imagine that they want to they gotta upgrade, upgrade that, right? everything yeah. on defense, really. It was a fun exercise today on the Athletic Football Show. Tremendous podcast. Everyone should check it out. Really good podcast. Robert and Nate are awesome. They had Mitchell Schwartz on today for the mailbag, and they were saying... You listen to it a lot. I listen to it every day. It's been my go-to football podcast along with the IDP show this year. So they were talking about along this Eagles offensive line, of course, Mitchell Schwartz, former uh, offensive lineman with the Browns and Chiefs, and they said... Are there two Hall of Famers along the Eagles' offensive line? You have uh, Jason Kelsey at center. Lane Johnson. And Lane Johnson. Yeah. And both Robert and Mitch both said, I think those guys probably get in. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. That is wild. They were just they were making the point that the Eagles are set up maybe a little bit better than what you would think, especially if you like Jalen maybe for another year, which I I think, speaking of quarterbacks shuffling around with Aaron Rodgers, I do think Jalen Hurts has played his way into another opportunity next year. Yes. He's still on his rookie deal. Take those three first-round picks. Maybe you trade back, add some ammo for 2023 if you want to go try to maybe get a quarterback then if Hurts doesn't work out. But go draft some talent. Yeah. Get some defensive playmakers. Get this guy another pass catcher or another offensive lineman and just see what you can do. That's another thing. Those picks are not nearly as sexy as they no. were. Because this the Colts is not, are winning now. Yeah. They're back to That's winning. That's like the 23rd pick, I think, right now. Yeah, I think all the picks are like, you know, like 15 and after. Yeah. So I think what I think they'll do is they'll stick with Hertz. They'll trade back to get a 2023 first, let some team come up. They'll make a couple first round selections. And I mean, they are win and in for the playoffs this year. Did you ever think that would happen with this Eagles team? So, if they they have to win out, they have to win out. Who, if who do they it's play? the Saints, the Eagles, and the 49ers are in a three way tie, basically for that seven seed, or I'm sorry, the last two seeds, the, the wild card spots. The 49ers are in the driver's seat right now. But if all three teams win out these next two weeks, the Niners are out. And the Saints and the Eagles are in. Wow. Pretty crazy. So I was watching Steve Kornacki, the guy who did the CNBC coverage. The Saints are going to be in it. I know. He was breaking it all down because this time of year it gets very confusing, especially with another team in the mix here as the seven seed. So this is a playoff team. I don't think you can jettison Jalen Hurts if he leads you to a playoff in a year when, I mean, I know I was low on the Eagles. I thought they were going to be picking in the top five. No, he's been fine. He's 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 been pretty good. So, yeah. They you should, could do worse. They definitely should keep him around. That'd be silly for them to just kick him out the door. So, we'll see. But Especially I do, when guys like Daniel Jones gets yeah. three, four years. They, they, they were talking about that, too. Like, why do you announce that Daniel Jones is coming back as your quarterback? Yeah. What's the motivation there? What does that accomplish? Yeah. He doesn't deserve it. No. I mean... He's got another year on his deal. I get that. But I think they were saying the only reason I think you do that is to project this kind of aura that the Giants have around them unfairly in the past decade, which is this stable, prestigious, well-run organization. Yeah. It's just to keep that facade going. It's like the Leslie Nielsen gif where the building's on fire in the background. He's like, nothing to see here, folks. <laughs> like, that's the Giants organization. Pretty much. But let's talk about a defensive end who had a hell of a game that I know 
helps you get to the championship game in the XFFL. Who are we talking about here, Eddie? Yeah, Mr. Demarcus Lawrence, who's just been on fire since returning. Uh, 32.6 points this this last week. He had two tackles. He had a sack, and, of course, he had that pick six. Which was amazing. What an athletic play that yeah, was. Tight rope down the sideline. That was that was really cool to see. Um, 20.75 points the week before that, week 15. So, uh, yeah, I mean – since he's been back, he's been in double digits, uh, double digits every single week as far as fantasy points go. So really nice to see Demarcus Lawrence back. Also, if you're you're into PFF grades, there's like him and and three other people that are um, grading as high as as uh, as they are. So let me take a look at that. You one. know who PFFs at least going into I think last week who their highest graded player at any position was on the year. It's um, an offensive lineman. I'll give you that hint. Hmm. In the NFC West. Oh, Trent Williams. Trent Williams, highest graded player on the season. So may have changed, but okay. So there's two people in front of Demarcus Lawrence as far as, and of course, Demarcus Lawrence has not had near the snaps because he's only played, I think, like what five games? Yeah, five games this year. But uh, 91.9 overall PFF grade. People ahead of him, Miles Garrett, 92.0, and Aaron Donald, wow. one, 93.9. That's pretty good company, I would say. Pretty good company. Yeah, the pressures. He's got 22 pressures um, on 144 pass rush snaps, so that's that's uh, insane as well. So, yeah, Demarcus Lawrence has not missed a beat at all. He is like 29, 30, I think, at this point. But I think, yeah, 29. Yeah, still, still seems like he's going to be elite for another year or two, so – um, embarrassment of riches for the Cowboys at this edge rusher position. Yeah, it's, it's uh, Randy Gregory. He's a free agent this offseason. I think they could bring him back. They could bring him back. Now, he's he been may, really good, though. He, he may go get him some Skrilla, though, on the open he market. He could get some money. This is, I think this is may, might be his best year of his career, even though he's missed some time, too. He's been very productive um, in stints. But, yeah, they, they we'll see how they look. Next up here, this was a player that watching that Colts game, I just knew – I hadn't seen the log or the, the the performance until now, but you could just tell Buda Baker was going to have himself a hell of a game IDP-wise. 31.9 points, 12 tackles and a sack. Dude was wrecking. Yeah. Wrecking shop for One the of those classic Buda games yep. where he's just on – he's in on every single tackle. Um, yeah, and then made a big play when, when they needed him to make one. So, good to see him. Good to see him ball out because, yeah, there's been a lot of – a lot of shade on Buddha this year, and right, you know, he hasn't he hasn't lived up to expectations. But I think if we look at finishes, he's still going to be a top five safety. Probably, right? so. probably, even though he's been outplayed by Jalen Thompson pretty much this entire season. IDP wise, yes, yes. So another name here that we recognize, not necessarily though for IDP purposes, Anthony Barr, thirty point eight five points on seven tackles, and your boy had two picks, Eddie. Two picks, yeah, so we know that's not very sticky. But honestly, Anthony Barr's been kind of surprising. He hasn't been that bad. If you look at the log, it's not been terrible. He's 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 been over 10 for the majority of his games, and then he's had a few splash games in there. So you can do worse than Anthony Barr. He's, he's you know, worthy of consideration if he's, you know, you start four linebackers. He can be your fourth one. I plugged him in a few weeks when we had, uh, you know, injuries at the linebacker he's, position this year. He's Again, he's, he's like that Leonard Floyd Yep. Type. Yeah, I started Leonard Floyd this past week, but yeah, he's a guy that always he's a good bye week fill in type of guy. capable of of a sack and can, can also get you three to four. He, tackles. He's out there. That was yep. the argument Kyle B kept making was dude's gonna be out there. Yep. If you want to chase something, chase snaps, yep. right? 
So paid off for you if you were starting Anthony Barr week 16. What about Tavier Thomas, cornerback for the Houston Texans, putting up 29.8 points? Another guy who's been pretty solid as of late, but yeah, he's a, he's a cornerback there for Houston. But yeah, he's likely available in most of your leagues. Houston has low-key had a lot of IDP contributors this year. They really have. Which is a good lesson of like this team, these teams may suck. But in a lot of instances, you can find some IDP That's diamonds right. in the rough if you're willing to go dumpster diving. Yeah, I mean, it's true. It's like, has how many people have rostered any Houston Texans this um, year and often? I mean, last week, if you were able to start Rex Burkhead, congratulations. Yeah. That worked out great. Brandon Cooks has been fine. Brandon Cooks has been fine. Uh, Burkhead, yeah. But I that's mean, about it. That's it. As the David Johnson manager, just for salary cap purposes, that was a rough experience this year. Yeah, was not good at all. Had no, at least in... At least in 2020, he was pretty solid. He was fine. He was like, Actually, I think, RB15 on the year. Surprising when you look back at the ball. Yeah. This year, awful. Stinky. Bad, bad, bad. So, yeah, you're right. Brandon Cooks, who's a guy that we should apologize to because we were saying he's done. Done, done. But he hadn't suffered a concussion like in, That's right. in two years. That's really what we were scared about. He was out this weekend, though, wasn't he? But I think it was for COVID. I think he played. Maybe so. I think he was he's out He's had a really weekend. good year, though. He's yeah. had a good year. He's been great. Yeah. On a really bad team. And the same is true for IDP. There can be some guys that have relevance. Right. But, yeah, what the main point was, yeah, there's none of these offensive pieces you can start for fantasy. But IDP-wise, man, they're loaded. That's right. Doesn't mean – don't look at it as, okay, there's nothing going on on offense, so let that turn you off to exploring the defensive side of the ball. Because, I mean – it's a totally different ball game, like we talked yeah. about. It's a reactive type of thing. Just because their offensive system and design is not producing, that probably means their defense, there may be more opportunities there. Yeah. You know, if the defense is on the field more. So, anyways, is a good reminder. A good reminder as well here, Addy, is that Aaron Donald is very good at football and mm-hmm. very good at IDP as well. 29.35 points on five tackles, one sack, and one forced fumble. I want to I want to contrast him with William Golston because on the Around the NFL podcast, another excellent podcast you should check out, they 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 have a nickname for any time a team does not record any type of quarterback pressure, QB hit, sack, anything. They call it a Golston. Oh. So you look at because this was such a hyped guy coming into the league and This he, was like uh Club Trillion. For Mark, you ever heard of this? Yes. Mark Titus. Yes. Kind of similar thing. Similar thing. Yes. It. It's not a good. It's not a um, a stat that you want your team to record. You don't want them to record a Golston because it basically means you didn't bother the quarterback at all. Mm-hmm. So to see this name now pop up here on the week sixteen point leaders at twenty nine point three points, just five hundredths of a point less than Aaron Donald, we're living in a weird weird world, Addy. Yeah, very weird. I wouldn't look too much into it uh, again because uh, this guy typically does not do this stuff. Um, if they are naming stats after after him, this is usually the opposite of what he does. Yeah, it's pretty telling. So yeah, nothing to really see there. Another guy that we've been saying maybe you should fade, uh, Micah Hyde, back on this list. Twenty eight point two points last week. Six tackles, two interceptions. He's just one of those types that makes plays. I mean, even though, you know, we're, we we tell you not to chase interceptions, Micah Hyde seems to have a knack for making plays. Two picks. That's pretty wild. He does that stuff a lot. He makes, you know, just big plays and, and, and big moments for that team. And, and he 
he kind of was not that like he was he was that early on in his career. He was doing he had you know kind of similar years to what he's having now. But then he took like two three years off. We kind of forgot about him, but he's back. He's back. Look at that. Another guy that is back, and we should not be surprised. Foisei Deluacan, twenty eight point one points. He's just been awesome all year, Eddie. Yeah, I think that was Johnny the Greeks um, MVP. Yeah, linebacker. Yes, it was probably also, I would say, maybe his highest rostered linebacker. I'd love to go look at that with as many leagues as Johnny is in to see where Foise Deluacan fell. Yeah, but, I mean, he, he's he's right on the money there. I mean, even if you talk about Atlanta, I mean, he was the discounted linebacker at Atlanta because everyone was taking Deion Jones over Foisade. Um And Foisade's been out producing him. Yeah, um, he's been Deion great. Jones has been good too, but, but yeah, foisade has been elite, elite. Yep. Uh, Rasul Douglas, a guy that's just been on fire. We should show a lot more love to this guy. One of the guys that I used to really like a lot when he was in Philly, I was I was a big Rasul Douglas fan. Not the best coverage cornerback, gets burned a lot. I think that's why we've been seeing him. I was going to say, this is why he probably is IDP relevant. Yeah, he's getting uh, he's getting a lot of tackles. He's also getting a lot of interceptions, though, which which is uh, it's great, but he's, he's being targeted a lot. So last week, 27.95 points. Week 15, 11.25 points. Week 14, 28 points. Week 12, 36.55 points. There's no one, there's not many people in IDP that are better than this right now. Truly. I mean, you look at from week six on, they had their bye week in week 13. He has two, two single digit performances. Yeah. 6.25 and four and a half. I'm happy if a, a, a cornerback of Rasul Douglas's caliber is getting me you know, four and a half and six and a quarter points. But you look at 13, 25, 12, 36, 28, 11, and 27. Bro, Zul Douglas, take a bow. I know, and Green Bay, this was a guy, I think they just, I think he just signed like mid-season. He, he, and he's got five interceptions uh, since do, since joining him. Wow, that's insane. Good for you, Rasul Douglas. Five since week eight. So, yeah, that's crazy. Shout out to Rasul Douglas. Well, because they had Jair Alexander has been on the shelf for a lot of this year. I think that's what it was. I think they were banged up, and, yeah, they they needed some some help. And, yeah, they sure got it. Absolutely. Another guy that, uh, you know, I saw this stat, and I couldn't believe it was true. The Miami Dolphins, the first team in NFL history to have a seven-game losing streak and a seven-game winning streak in the same season. Wow. They were one and seven. They are now eight and seven. They are. I didn't realize they in the wild card. Yeah, they are in the wild card. Uh, they're, they have one of the spots right now. So that's kind of crazy. What that's, a crazy turnaround that's under the radar right there. Yeah. The dolphins have been low key. Very good. Now the stat you've seen floating around on Twitter is all the quarterbacks they've played. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Just get into the playoffs. Yeah. Are they a legit? No, but just get into the playoffs and see what happens. And Jerome Baker, 27.8 points on six tackles, one and a half sacks to go along with 29.15. I think I remember you saying this is incredibly annoying because Jerome Baker has not done this this season. He hadn't done it, but yeah, now back-to-back weeks of, of huge performances. So awesome. If you got him. If you I got mean. him, are you st- like <laughs> Carlos Dunlap? You're rolling Jerome Baker out there for... I think you feel a lot more confident about Jerome Baker than someone like Dunlap. But, yeah, there was, you know, I was getting... Fr- I had Baker in quite a few spots. I was getting frustrated with him and was benching him. So, yeah. He took it personally. Yeah. Like MJ on the last dance. He did. And I took that personally. 
Let's hit a couple of defensive linemen here. Rashawn Gary, 27.75 points. Rasheem Green, a guy we liked early on this season, 27.7 points on two tackles, two sacks, at 15.75 points in week 15. Very nice performances there, Addy. And rounding out the list here, Jordan Whitehead, 26.95 points. Brandon Jones, 26.6. And Emmanuel Ogba, 25.8. Some Miami Dolphins on this list, Addy. Yeah, I'll touch on a few of those on the list for Sean Gary. Pressure-wise, he is 7th in the NFL. He has 68 pressures on 415 pass rush attempts. Um, seventh in the NFL for Rashawn Gary. That's amazing. 85.2 overall PFF grade, 86.0 pass rush grade, um, 66.1 run defense grade. So breakout year for Rashawn Gary. Love to see it. Kyle B called it, I believe. Kyle B called it. We're, we're on Rashawn Gary, especially in sleeper where he gets that dual designation. One somebody that I was adding late in pretty much all drafts. Um, Emmanuel Ogba, another guy that was you just mentioned, he has 61 pressures. That is ninth best in the NFL. Ogba's have been great this year. He's been fantastic. 80.5 overall PFF grade, 16, uh, sorry, 72.7 pass rush grade, and then 66.9 uh, run defense grade. So solid across the board. But, yeah, those are two guys that you could have gotten pretty late, yeah, and they've worked out, they've worked out great this year. So not the highest scoring guys, but uh, – Another playoff MVP candidate to keep an eye on here, Jordan Brooks. Man, love to see the Jordan Brooks breakout that we all hoped. I don't know that we were even this high on him, though, but he has been outstanding this year, Addy. Yeah, he's been great. I mean, basically double-digit tackles every single game. Um, If you look at just the last two weeks, what he had 18.5 this past week, 21.75 the week before that. So, yeah, this is a guy most people were drafting as a linebacker three or four, so... Um, I'd imagine there's a lot of a lot of teams in the finals with Jordan Brooks on their rosters. It because he gives you that distinct advantage at a spot. It's like such a plus 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 for where you got him at. Oh yeah, you know this was not someone that anyone was drafting as their LB one, but right now I'm looking at it. He is behind Bobby Wagner, his running mate, uh, by it looks like one point. Five, five points. So a point and a half separate wow. Jordan Brooks and Bobby Wagner. What is this? What's what's the ranking? This is on uh, RSO, our RSO league. So, so where's Brooks at overall? So Brooks is at LB9. Wow. And Bobby also, Wagner's at mind, LB7. A lot of the, they have a lot of the edge guys up there too, right? Yeah, so TJ Watt. So if you took out yeah. Watt uh, and Robert Quinn, yep. then he becomes LB7 with Wagner as LB5. That's amazing. Really is because think about where you would have been drafting Jordan Brooks, probably in that 15 yes. to 18, 20 range. Yeah. And remember last year, we were harping on that a lot. I remember pulling tons of Jordan stat, uh, Jordan Brooks stats. Um, he started flashing about this time in the season last year. I feel like he had like 17 tackles mm-hmm. or something over his final 70 stats, something like that. But yeah, you have to keep that stuff in mind. We, unfortunately, we probably won't see it with guys like um, Zayvon Collins, um, Jamin Davis. We'll see with Cole Holcomb being back. We may not get to see them really good opportunity just because those teams are kind of in contention at this point in the year. Um, but keep that in mind, right? If the, the rookies that really don't get a, a chance to, to shine out or show out in, uh, in their rookie year, don't just discard them and think that they're, you know, incapable. Bust. Yeah, right. They're bust. 
Just wait. Be patient. Just be patient. Yep. That's Logan a hard, Wilson, hard position to learn. Logan Wilson, Jordan Brooks, prime examples of, of that. Yep. Some other names we want to draw attention to here, Addy. Cam Jordan, 24.4 points. Let's give some love to C.J. Mosley, 24.3 points in week 16. Mosley's been super solid. He's been great. Yeah, uh, I think I saw where he has 54 tackles in his last four games. That's 13 and a half a game. Wow. Over his last four. But, 13 and a half. Goodness gracious. But, yeah, gracious. I mean, you look, at, you look down through his log, I mean, pretty much over 10 tackles every single week. Um, same same deal was a was a ultra value in drafts. Um, so, yeah, he's a guy that Quincy Williams rightfully gets a lot of the uh, – the love, but I mean CJ Mosley, he's just been humming along, humming along all year, all year uh, long, and and rock solid LB two with LB one upside. Love it. Let's hit a couple of Bengals here. Trey Hendrickson 20.4 points. Von Bell twenty point two five. Good to see them both back in the mix. Uh, Von Bell especially. Trey Hendrickson has been solid this year, so not a huge surprise there. He's been great, man. Yeah, he's, he's that's probably our my biggest miss. I want to put R in there. Um, seventy one, seventy one pressures for Hendrickson. That is fourth best in the NFL. Um, and then yeah, sixteen sacks. PFF they uh, they don't recognize half sacks, so that's probably why that number is a little different. But he's had a sack pretty much in every single game this year. A big a big part of the reason that the Bengals are in the playoff is because in the playoff mix, looking like they're going to win the AFC North, is because that defense has been better than a lot of people expected. And yep, Hendrickson and other free agents they brought in. I think they have the highest committed cap for a defense in the NFL. And it's because they went and bought a lot of guys off the free agency. Paid Hubbard. Yep. uh, And yeah, brought in Hendrickson. Yeah, I believe that. So uh, Xavier Woods, Vikings here, 20 points. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another NFC North opponent, Devondre Campbell for the Packers, 19.75 points. I think it was uh, Matt Schaff who said, just like we all predicted, Foyce Aluakon, Devondre Campbell, and Jordan Brooks, your top three linebackers going into the fantasy championship. Yeah, that's just the way this stuff goes. That was what we were saying. We we liked Foyer, we liked Jordan Brooks, but we were low on Devondre Campbell, and yeah. he's just been awesome. Yeah, he was. I think he was one of those late additions. I don't remember. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But he he just for whatever whatever the, whatever the reason just kind of went under the radar and. Um, yeah, didn't didn't pay enough attention. I think we were kind of more on the Barnes side of things. But yeah, Devondre Campbell, man, he's he's been awesome. Yeah, so they signed him on June 9th. That's probably why. So it was just later on in the offseason. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know. It kind of flew under the radar. That's really the dead period of yeah. the NFL calendar. As you get later into June, into J- early July. Yeah, I feel like I was, you know, it might have been like july or something before i realized that happened like oh, like, oh devondre, devondre campbell's, campbell's the there yeah. yeah and now you see like why did this guy sit around for so long yeah you know i think they just gave him um yeah gave him a one-year two million dollar contract with a one million dollar signing bonus let's see what his grade's been looking like yeah i'd be curious i'll hit on a couple other guys here as you as you look that up marcus davenport had 19.35 points on five tackles and a sack that's seven sacks in nine games this year, Addy, for Marcus Davenport. Yeah, just ended the Graham segment. Yeah, and also took the carb face comment personally. Yeah, well, I was thinking about this. Um, I am sorry. I am sorry, but I under I underestimated an easy thing, something that should have been obvious to me. Which is? 
Dad strength. I was going to say, is it dad strength? It's definitely dad strength. Oh, that's good. He has a kid. It's he's, not always, yeah, sure. He's tapping it, into it now? It is a bit of a, it can be a knock. It, it will, war, you know, wear you down. It will, uh, it'll do a lot of things to you. But you are no doubt stronger than ever. I have, I have some doubt there, just personally speaking. Are you stronger now than you've ever been? I feel like I'm, yeah, I feel like, I feel like, uh, I may not look it, but I, I think I have more power than I ever, I think I could, yeah. I always joke with Allie, there's a great Owen Wilson movie. I think it's called No Escape, where him him and his family are in a foreign country that like goes into lockdown and they start killing tourists. So him and his family have to escape from this country. And there's the famous scene where they throw their children from one rooftop to the other. No and I'm like, do you think I, like, could I get, do I have the strength to like get like the dogs, for instance, and like Paxton across the roof? I like, I think, I think that's when my dad's strength would come exactly in. Right. Emergency situations. Yes. I don't think like day to day, like bring, I'm not bringing more groceries in than I did usually before Pax was born. Right. Or like he could lift up a car. Yeah. So, oh, a hundred percent. Right. That car is getting flipped, baby. Just whenever you need it. That's what dad strength's all about. Okay. So when he needs it. Yes. Which he's is got it to get a, he needs to get another contract to provide right. for his family. Yep. And that's when the dad strength comes in in the final Dude, year. This of the is contract. a great theory. We need an article. We need to write up on this. Yeah. Maybe that we need to track this like, all right, contract year plus new kid mm. in, in parentheses, dad strength. It's true. Equals IDP breakout. There's a lot of growing up though, too, though, when you get the, you know, come the dad. Yeah, that's true. A lot of maturing. Yeah. So, did you find the grades for Devondre Campbell? It's been great this year. 82.4 overall PFF grade, 79.7 coverage grade, uh, 90.2 tackle grade, 78.2 run defense grade. So, yeah, not missing a lot of tackles. I mean, quite the resurgence. He's going to get himself a new deal probably. I hope so. Good for you, Devondre Campbell. Go get that money. Bradley Chubb, 18.35 points, five tackles and a pick. He has yet to record a sack in his six games played, but... It is nice to see him out there, Eddie. Exactly. So, another guy it's always nice to see out there, Roquan Smith, 18.25 points. And a couple more to round out the list of notable players here. Christian Wilkins, 15.5 points, 72 tackles, three and a half sacks on the year so far. Cemented as a top 10 D tackle going forward for IDP. I don't disagree there. And Minka Fitzpatrick, 15 and a half points. 12 tackles. Again. Has Minka become a tackling machine? I mean, this is like, what, I think 114, something like that. Minka, chill out, bro. Yeah. Save some of the tackles for Terrell Edmonds. Can you sit, Can you funnel some his way, please? Yep. Yeah. Nope. Nope. All the tackles for Minka. Yeah, just so wild. So, yeah, that's one of the few um, myth busters for IDP. You know, we always tell you to target the box and slot and guys that are getting snaps on the defensive line. Minka, I mean, again, and, and these could be, you know, I need to talk with Macri about that. When we, are they getting, is it all pre-snap or is it where, you know. Where, is, yeah, where they line up right. or I think it's alignment yeah. da- data, I think. So I would think it's where they line up. Yeah. Not necessarily where they are, like when the play ends or something. Yeah. But that's a good Macri question to, to, to clarify that. Either way, Minka is uh, doing something that he's never done before, which is racking up a ton of tackles. He has not so, been Stinka. Not been Stinka. Not been Stinka these last couple of weeks. Let's hit some injuries and wrap up with some waiver wire picks here, Addy. Uh, injuries, notable. You want to pay attention to this, folks. Aziz Al-Shaeer. Uh, linebacker for the San Francisco 49ers out at least two weeks. What was the injury there? Um, I don't remember. He was dealing with an elbow. I don't know what happened with this one, but yeah, it looks like he's 
gonna miss your championship game. Um, that's a bummer because it is a bummer. Had a nice little season. He's been great. Dre Greenlaw. I'm not sure where he's at in recovery, but probably he has don't. a he has an MCL injury as okay. he's Al Sheer does. Okay, well, um, that's a shame. But he was great for us this year. So we'll see what happens with him in the offseason. Dynasty wise, I mean, he's probably not someone I'm. I don't know. He's interesting. He's a hold for me. Yeah. I want to see what happens there. Because I don't. Does this uh, stamp out your Dre Greenlaw love? Like, is it over for Dre? I don't know. It's not great. Because it feels like either one or the other, right? Because yeah, we, so. we know Fred's going to be there. Yeah. I don't. So, I, we'll have to look at the. We'll, we'll, that'll be a situation we dive deep into in the offseason. Deep into it. Yes, sir. Real deep. Ernest Jones suffered a high ankle sprain. This sucks. Reader played 86% of snaps. Get you. Sure. So we'll, um, welcome back, Get you. Yeah, always happy to have Get you. Um, Ernest has been playing great this year, or recently, I should say. Um, I know Bobby was pumped about that, but yeah. He's not a Reader fan. I think this no. is this is a this is a blow to his Rams loving heart. I think that's most Rams fans. I don't think they are you know like Reader. He's not a good linebacker because he's not good. There's usually a reason that savvy fans don't like certain players, is right? Because they stink. So Anthony Averett suffered a fractured rib. Mm-hmm. That would hurt. I think if you if you're wondering why Drew Brees sent back a picture of himself golfing to the Saints when they called to inquire about him playing down the stretch. He remembers what it feels like to break all those ribs. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Flaps that lung. Yeah, I'm sure like people like Drew and guys that just are tired are like, oh man, golf is amazing. It's right. Well, I don't have to play. I'm getting NFL. paid millions of dollars by NBC to be an analyst. Yeah. Like this is great. Golf is amazing. You can do it forever and it's, you know, keeps those competitive juices flowing for them. And don't have to break any ribs. They get a they can still, you know, try and better their scores. It's uh yeah, it's the best game in the world. There you go. David Long ran and worked out with the team yesterday. He has missed the last six weeks. Potential return coming this week, but probably still too risky, especially with all the options at linebacker in Tennessee. Yep. That's so, someone that I've been, you know, hope, hoping and praying they would be back. But, yeah, if, just, at this point, if he did come back and was playing, I, I'm not starting Yeah, him. too little, too late. Yeah. Like Johnny always says, don't – just don't play with fire. Yep. I want to see it. Yeah. And this is not the week to play with fire. We can't get cute. So, not getting cute. We can get cute with some of these waiver wire ads, especially if you're in a tough spot here, Addy. Uh, let's start out with, my name is Jonas Griffith. Hey. Is he the new? You know that song? That's a song about Weezer. That was a, I'm stealing that from John Macri. I saw that in his tweet. Okay. So, is this the new Denver Broncos linebacker that we should be paying attention to? Yes, definitely. He's uh he's been tearing it up. I'm let me pull up the log real quick. But yeah, he's been playing great. He's also been grading pretty well, I believe. Um but yeah, over the last over the last two weeks, which is really when he started getting his playing time. Because again, they this is a team that's just been decimated by injuries all year. Um let's pull it up. Get your get your log. If get I had, your pool. Get your pool and get your log. Let's see if I can find the. Uh, yeah, find the drop if you would, Josh. I'll give you a little cover here, Eddie. This is a Will Forte. <laughs> I want you to leave those logs in there for me to inspect. Thank you. I was I was hoping I didn't push the wrong buttons. That's why we had a little dead air there. So yeah, so over the last two games, he has twenty-one total tackles. So played fifty-six snaps last week. Played forty-two week fifteen. Um, but yeah, 
13.75 points week 15, 18.5 in week 16. So, yeah, I mean, he seems like he's going to be a guy that can get you, you know, 15 to 20 points potentially. Um, so that's gold here at this point in the year. I love it. Jeremy Reeves, is this the Landon Collins fill-in for the Washington football team? Yes. Uh, he probably has cornerback des- designation. I know he does an RSO. Um, but, you know, sleeper, He's you know, he's he'll have both of them. Um, but, yes, he is – and it's R-E-A-V-E-S, Jeremy Reeves, if you're searching out there and can't find him. Um, but, yeah, he's he's a tackle machine as well. Uh, for whatever reason, the log's not pulling up right now. But um, Just leave that log in there for me to inspect, Daddy. <laughs> if you would, hit it again, Josh. Yeah, all right, here we go. I want you to leave those logs in there for me Spe- to inspect. Speaking of Reeves, Keanu, love you, baby. John Wick, fantastic movie series. The new Matrix is mega stinky. Is it bad? Don't watch it. It's not. It is the most forgettable, meh movie experience I've had in a long time. I just kept waiting. It was the day I was recovering from a stomach bug. I was like, I just kept waiting and waiting and waiting for it to be good. And that was somehow the worst part of my day. (laughs) Not the recovering from a stomach bug. It was the Matrix. So come back to us, Keanu Reeves. Jeremy Reeves, different different family of Reeves, though. I hate to see that. Yeah, this is spelled different, remember. Um, so 22 tackles over his last two weeks. Um, 85% of the snaps last week, 93% in week 15. So, yeah. Um, and Collins is done for the year, right? Done for the year. So it seems like it's going to be Jeremy Reeves and Cameron Curl. There you go. What about Joe Tryon Shoyinka? This is one of the decisions that you're weighing in the XFFL with Shaq Barrett done for the rest of the season with a sprained MCL and ACL. JPP missed JPP missed week 16 with a shoulder injury. That's why I was looking to see who the hell does Golston even play for? It was the Bucks. So yep. you had Tryon and uh William Golston filling in for Shaq Barrett and JPP. So maybe Golston is okay if you need it. If you're really in a pinch, I mean, if, if, if JPP's out again, especially. Right. I mean, yeah, they're going to get some run. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, that's why. I mean, Tryon, um, he, when either one of those guys are out, like when JPP has missed time, uh, Tryon sees like 80% of the snaps. So he's actually coming off. I think they just played him a ton of snaps this past week with JPP being out. Um, didn't do much in the stat book. Yeah, I think you said it was like 78% of snaps, I think somewhere so. in the high 70s. I think so. so expect that type of uh, usage again uh, for as long as they are hobbled there at edge. And you've got uh, Charles Harris versus uh, Tryon Shoyenka, right? Like that's yeah. the kind of that's the one, yeah. conundrum. Yeah, Charles Harris is playing Seattle, who has given up a lot of sacks. But uh, Joe Tryon is playing the Jets, who, as we know, have given up a lot of sacks as well. That's a tough call right Very there. Very tough. And we know that Tryon should be seeing, yeah, I think 70 to 80% of snaps. Um, yeah, it's a tough it's a tough call for me. Let us know what you think. Who would you be rolling out there if you were in Addy's shoes? Yeah, maybe I'll put a poll out. A poll. A big poll you are. We need to be back. It, the presents, it's Christmas is over, so we need to uh, yeah, I've got to shift the, uh, the Twitter name back That's to right. Big Poll Lover. So what about Yitor Gross Matos? Yeah, Yitor Gross Matos. Um, he's been playing much better as of late as well. And um, with Brian Burns on the COVID list, if exactly. he does not come back in time, which he probably will because of the changing protocols, but definitely helps. And But also maybe he's going to start getting more playing time anyway. I mean, the season at this point is pretty much lost for Carolina. They 
need to see what they have in Gross Matos. They need they need to see some extended run from him. And lately, we've kind of gotten that. He got 42 snaps last week, which I'm pretty sure was a career high for him. Um, but yeah, he's just been he's been productive over his last two weeks. Um, he's someone that you should probably be adding. He definitely should. Be, I mean, if he's out there in Dynasty for sure, because um, Hassan oh, Reddick yeah. is, is is probably. I mean, he's probably not out there in Dynasty, but you never know. Adam, because I think he might be. He may Hassan be. Hassan Reddick came bad. in and just stole all the shine off Ye- off Yeats. Honestly, he may be because I'm. I'm telling you, I was getting to a point where I was getting frustrated with him about two. I had to start making you know space for my rosters. I was trying, you know, making a playoff push, and he was one of those people. He was like on a you know the list of three that you're down to cut. Uh, he was on that list. Um, so yeah, check your waivers and dynasty. Hassan Reddick probably gone next year, but he's looked really good the last few weeks. Gross Matos. So we mentioned Carlos Dunlap. If he's still out there, pick him up. What about Samson Ebucam? Yeah, similar story. Um, been very productive as of late. If we look at his last three games, um, he has three sacks over his last three weeks. Um, he's been averaging around 14 points a game. So, yeah, solid. Yeah, that 49ers team has been playing well. Unless, they're, of course, they're playing the Titans, in which case they pissed down their leg. Yeah. Not really an athlete. and uh, That was a fun game, though. It was. and Dio Samuel, that guy. It was that type of game the Titans always seem to win. Mm-hmm. I really do think in that kind of situation, Tannehill has to be in the mix of, like, non-superstar quarterbacks, like mid-tier quarterbacks you would most want to have in that situation. He might be near the top for me. Yeah. That run, he ripped off like a 30, 40-yard run. Dude's just tough, He's man. a gamer. He is totally a gamer. So, um, EJ Speed, Darius Leonard should be back. But if he does not test out of protocols, or man. Or maybe um, Okariki. Okereke. Yeah. Maybe he tests. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If if we do lose Okereke to the COVID list, um, EJ Speed stepped right in yeah. and just had himself a game. Yep. He was all over the place. That was truly a program win, as Robert May said on the Athletic Football Show, because we were without 80% of our starting offensive linemen. We were without our starting star middle linebacker, our starting safety. Our other safeties already been out. Uh, our number three wide receivers out. So, like, this was the JV squad. Mm-hmm. And EJ Speed stepped in admirably for Darius Leonard. So, next man up. That's right. Kevin Minter, Levante David on IR. He was the next man up. And in Solid case game. in case something happens to Matt Milano or Tr- Tremaine Edmonds, AJ Klein. I think so. That long haired beauty is just a name to pay yes, attention sir. to. So, but uh, shout out to our boy Kyle B. I did. I checked out his um, his waiver wire column and yeah. I plucked a few of the names off that list. Thank so. you, Cal B. Yep. Thank you, Cal B. One of the best over at IDP guys. So if you're every, next year, you know. That's right. Need... He's this is this was the season finale. Yeah. No need for waivers in week 18 unless you're one of those weird leagues that plays Surely not. championships. We have our Hunger Games championship, but that's not for any that's anything right. but bragging rights. That's true. So I guess uh Boo Bam, we need you to do a waiver wire article <laughs> for the website. <laughs> He's like, what? No, I was done. 
Oh, well. Boo, bam. So if you haven't already, go go subscribe. Theidpshow.com. Free newsletter that gets sent out with all of our good content and it's been over great. there. Boo Bam's been crushing it this year. I love seeing his work every week. Um, yeah. He, he said things. his plan, and we'll see if this comes to fruition. I know with Boo Bam, he's been on the money with all of his uh, deliverables here. But he said he's going to look for a Dynasty Targets article nice. later on here, maybe in a few weeks once the offseason starts for Dynasty League. So love that. Look forward to that. I am updating my ranks right now. I'm going to try and get out a top 100 offense, and then I'm going to try and do a top 100 IDP. Also, I was thinking about maybe doing a overall – because I think the best league format is super flex, tight end premium, um, full you know, deep rosters, and then of course full IDP. So basically, Unreal Tournament. Exactly. Yeah. But I think I'm going to do like a top 150 for that. That would be nice. That has everybody mixed in there. IDPs, you know, um, obviously quarterbacks, and then yeah, tight ends will be boosted. We'll send that out uh, from IDP, the IDPshow.com. So yep. go subscribe for free. Yep. Do and it. And uh, we're hopeful once the actual pl- NFL playoffs start to do the That's right. annual tradition of the playoff IDP rankings. Yep. Those will be coming here soon. I'm going to have to start working on those. Uh, yeah. Definitely in week 18. Hard. Hey, any time that you were planning to spend not doing football stuff, just now pivot that to. Right. The holidays are over. Family right. time's over. Time to get back to the grind. Back to the yeah, season's winding down. It's grind time for Eddie. Right. But we speaking of grind time, we should mention Bobo still out there, just killing it with all the insurance stuff that's mm-hmm. been going on. Um, cleanup continues. My dad was over in one of the neighborhoods here in town that was hit. I mean, it still looks like it did. That Saturday, the tornado came through. Yeah. You know, uh, three almost yep. three weeks ago at this point. So still need help. Yeah, it's it's insane the damage that is still lingering out there and Bob's having to uh, deal with a lot of it. So that's why he's not able to be with us tonight, but he will be uh, coming back to you all on Friday doing the week 17 preview with Evan Ronda. So check that out. The last episode, Addy, they had some awesome calls on that preview. They do. That's what they seem to do. So yeah, those guys are really good at that. That seems to be a nice little, uh, nice little little duo. Yeah. I like that. So check that out. And then next week we'll have the playoff IDP MVP episode who helped win you that ring these past three weeks. And then we will have the season finale of the big nickel season one and a half, John Macri, Johnny, the Greek, Coming back at you. We're, we got you covered, Addy. Uh, as, you know, the whole sure. season. The whole season we've had two they episodes know in the feed just taking care of the listeners. Yeah. If you don't know, it's because you're new. Welcome. You need to know, ask around. You yeah. Know, Welcome in. We, we, we got, we're going to rock you to sleep like a little baby. Yeah, we're going to take care of you. We, we got dad. You. We got dad strength now. We worry about you all the time. Just want to make sure you're breathing. Mm-hmm. That, you're, that you got a fresh diaper on and you're eating enough. Shammers constantly hovering over that crib. That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, this was fun, Addy. I enjoyed this. Yes, sir. Always a pleasure. Well, we will see you all next week. Again, shout out to our Hunger Games participants. May the odds be ever in your favor here in week 17. We'll obviously do an update next week uh, on who won those championships and then after week 18's over and the dust is settled, we will announce who won the inaugural IDP Hunger Games. So check that out. Also want to give a shout out to our patrons. 
If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please go over and leave a written review and a five-star rating. And if you listen on Spotify, they just announced this, Addy. There is now a star rating system for Spotify podcasts. Nice. So go over there, give us a five-star rating on Spotify if that's where you listen. So until Friday with uh, Evan and Bobby, this is Josh Addy from the Soad Shack. Going to go sleep now. Reporting for duty, Josh. (laughs) Thank you, Addy. Take us away, Sugar Daisy. Well, there's a fog on the pond and a whistle in the wind. My grandpa was a fishing man. He got an education, bought a plot of land. With the fog on the pond and a whistle in the wind And every dog he had was his best damn friend They'd be up in the hills with a gun and a grin Beat the sun out of bed every morning With the fog on the pond and a whistle in the wind The night he died, my dad had a dream He saw his dad at the pond walking with an Indian He said, hey dad, but they kept walking And there's a fog on the pond and a whistle in the wind There's a fog on the pond and a whistle in the wind